0: I just want to acknowledge you if you have got counseling if you have sought out help through a counselor a coach a program a service I wish I could bring you up on stage and hand you a huge trophy for bravery Alex L says healing yourself is an act of community service has your life your dreams been interrupted Good news, it is possible to reinvent our lives. People are doing it every day, and some are brave enough to share the struggles, disappointments, and challenges. If you are looking for a new beginning, a do-over, or to rediscover your passion, maybe even find a new one, then grab a cup of coffee and let's talk. Interrupted, Act 2, Reinventing Your Legacy, with your host, Coach Lori. There are some themes that I have discovered throughout the interviews of people whose lives have been interrupted. The most important one is usually once they get to their new next, their now, their happy life. Not a life with no struggles, (laughs) but just the life they wanted to live. They're grateful the carpet got pulled out from under them. They're grateful they had to pivot and reinvent. When the carpet was being pulled out from under them, when the event that forced them into change was happening, they weren't necessarily... Happy about that. So, if we can take from them and look at something that's happening to us, if the carpet is being pulled out from under us, if things that we were always counting on aren't coming about, if we can take from them and what they know and what they've experienced, then we can, in the midst of our chaos, say, This could be the best thing that ever happened to me. Does that make it easy? No. And I know it probably feels Pollyanna, but there have been so many times even in my life when I have witnessed this. And so if we can take anything from people who later in life had to pivot, that even though it was a tough journey, it was worth it, that we can begin to change our mindset. And instead of saying, why me? What am I gonna do? Change our vocabulary, change our self-talk To I can't wait to see what's next. And live in a hopeful anticipation That whatever this is, it's all working out for my good. Now, if you've been the victim of a crime or something that has happened, a terrible accident, those situations are harder and there's a lot more work around them. Maybe the thing you are pivoting from is way more serious than losing a job. Maybe it's losing a child, a partner, a spouse. Maybe you've been the victim of a crime. I don't take that lightly. And those things do take longer to work through. So take your time and do the healing that you need to do. It's always interesting to me as well, how some people have pivoted many times in their life. They've had things happen that have totally changed the trajectory of their life many times. I'm also amazed by people who once they reinvent their life, they say, oh my goodness, why didn't I do this sooner? Why did I hold on? to comfort, to the norm, to the easy for so long when I could have had this. I was reading today in the Bible about this man who had laid by a pool for 38 years. And apparently when the pool started to bubble, there were healing powers and people would jump in and get healed. And he had been there by the side of the pool for 38 years. And I imagine as frustrating as it was, There was probably some comfort in being in the same place every day and knowing your surroundings, the familiarness of it. And when he called out to Jesus, I love this so much because we always think, okay, I'm not going to say we, I'm going to say, I always seem to think I know what people want. And when I worked at Esther's place, a new lady would come in and the volunteers would instantly think, we've got to get her into housing. And I'm like, how about just get her into a cup of coffee first? So Jesus didn't just assume, which... He was Jesus, so he knew what the man wanted. He said, do you want to be healed? And the man didn't say, yes. He said, I've been laying here for 38 years, and there's never been anybody to push me in. And that is such a powerful excuse. This is what he believed was the only way to get healing. It's all he knew. It's all he'd ever heard. It was the only way. And for 38 years... It didn't work, it didn't happen, but it's all he knew. And so Jesus invited him to get up and walk. Can you imagine the rudeness of somebody walking up to a paralyzed person and saying, get up and walk? As if, as if they could have done that all along. The paralyzed man called out to Jesus because everybody knew Jesus had something. Everybody knew Jesus was healing. So when he called out, He had a hope and a belief that something might happen. And he probably had a hope and belief that Jesus would push him in the pool. Or maybe Jesus would make the pool bubble right now for him. Because that is the way to healing. See, we all think we know the answer. We all only know what we know. And often we don't think outside the box. There is no reason to. But Jesus said the most basic thing. Get up and walk. And the man wanted healing. He wanted a different life. Can you imagine that feeling of, I can't walk. You're telling me to get up and walk, but I believe you're the teacher, the master, the healer. The whole point of this story, which I have heard so many times in my life, and just today I connected with, it was all about the belief system. The belief was in the pool. The pool will heal. And then a man comes along that is a healer and the paralytic cries out for help. And Jesus says, oh, do you want to be healed? Then get up and walk. He listened to the excuse. He listened to the reasoning and maybe even the manipulation. So, you know, if you could just push me in when the water starts to bubble, we'll be good, right? But Jesus said the one thing he couldn't possibly do and that's get up and walk. But he got up and he walked because he had a belief system that there was healing, there was help, there was hope. We have these loops of thoughts that we hold on to that have come to us from our childhood, maybe not necessarily an abusive childhood, but maybe there was a message that we were told, money doesn't grow on trees. So many things that we will grab onto as children. And it patterns our belief system. And so we're not thinking about it. We don't say it out loud, maybe, but in our mind, we're always giving the excuse of why we can't get to where we're going, of why it works for everybody else, but not for me. So as I'm watching these people reinvent their lives, I'm watching them be brave and bold and beautiful. And they're not walking up to the incident that has shattered their dreams and their life and going, Yahoo, thank you for this. This is it. No, they get through it and then they recognize that it was the gift. And it makes me wonder what it would be like if we could recognize it as the gift right away. Like how different would the journey be if we said, oh, this trial, this hard time is actually a gift. And I'm going to trust that there is healing outside of what I think I already know. There is something besides jumping in the pool that is going to change the trajectory of my life. And it all boils down to what I choose to believe. Isn't that powerful? See, he was given a message as a paralytic that the only way you're going to get healed is be near the pool. When the water bubbles, you jump in. How many of us have been taught financial wisdom that wasn't really wisdom, relationship wisdom. We've been taught things, learned things at an early age, but we never took a look at them. We never knew if that's really the way things were. And so we've lived accordingly. So the good news is we can recognize those messages, those thoughts, and turn them around. Now we all know there's no normal, right? (laughs) But some of us have a harder time Because we've experienced childhood trauma. There's a course called ACES. Go to the website and rate your experiences. And it shows you where you fall on the scale of childhood trauma. Often we don't recognize the life we lived as a child was chaotic and traumatic because it was our normal. Maybe you had parents that screamed and yelled and fought. And you just think that's the way it is. And then you start to discover, wait a minute. We don't have to treat each other badly. We don't have to scream and yell. So when we have traumas in our life, they influence our behavior. And now we're adults and maybe we've never got counseling. I just want to acknowledge you. If you have got counseling, if you have sought out help through a counselor, a coach, a program, a service, I wish I could bring you up on stage and hand you a huge trophy for bravery. Alex L. says, healing yourself is an act of community service. When we do not heal that inner child, when we do not get the help we need for the trauma or abuse that we suffered, the people closest to us suffer because they get the brunt of our behavior, of our self-loathing. I know that sounds maybe judgmental, but it's what I've witnessed as a coach. People who say they love their family and they don't love themselves. If you can get up and look in the mirror and love what you see, your life is going to start improving. If you get up and you look in the mirror and you hate your eyes, you hate your nose, you hate your face, you hate your hair, that's the life you will live. No matter how many people you help, no matter how many people you serve, if you are full of self-loathing and you hate what you see in the mirror, How could you possibly love the Creator? Now I know we don't all believe in creation, and that's okay too. But if you can find a way to look in the mirror and find one thing that you can love. Is it your eyes? Is it your nose? Do you have a dimple? Do you have good skin? Do you like the color of your hair? Find one thing. When we come from abuse and neglect and we're treated badly and we're told that we're bad, we continue the story. We don't even need the person who abused us to continue the verbiage. We do it. And the person who abused us most likely was abused themselves, which is an example of them not getting help and then behaving in a way that they pass on the legacy of their abuse. And now we're moms and our little girls are watching us look in the mirror and hate ourselves. We're passing on the legacy. But here's the good news. Even if you're in your 60s, you can turn that around. You can change the trajectory of your life and your legacy. I know it seems really simple. And when you come from trauma, there's not one thing that you do today that you're going to say, oh, I'm healed. But it is those little things that we do every day that change the language, that change our thoughts. So when you're waking up every morning and you look in the mirror and you're hating what you see... And say you're in your 60s and you've been doing this for 60 years. So now you're turning that around. And every day you're waking up and you're looking in the mirror and you're saying, I love my eyes. I have good eyes. Thank you, Mom. Thank you, God. Thank you, universe. Thank you for my eyes. Now you're waking up. You're looking in the mirror with gratitude rather than hate. And I know that seems strong, but I can tell you with my years of experience in coaching, being around celebrities, most of us suffer from self-loathing and lack of self-love. So when we don't have self-love, how can we do self-care? How can you care for something you don't love? And so we treat ourselves badly over and over throughout the day. And it all started with that first look in the mirror. The reversal can all start with that first look in the mirror. Now you have heard stories and you're going to hear more stories. You're going to hear people who say God healed them like that. Something shifted. You're going to hear stories of people who did the hard daily work every day of changing their mindset, of reading a book, of doing a training, of investing in themselves. You're going to hear a ton of ways. Isn't that beautiful? There are hundreds of ways. To reinvent yourself. There are hundreds of ways to get healing. There are coaches and counselors and programs. There are so many programs now. And all it takes is for you to have enough belief to get up and walk. So you might be so paralyzed sitting by that pool waiting for the thing that you know is supposed to happen, but it hasn't and it's not going to and life is passing you by. So can you get up and walk? can you go to the mirror and find something to love? Lady Gaga talks about extreme self-acceptance. When we can look in the mirror and love and accept who we are, regardless of our own judgments of ourselves, when we can embrace and have gratitude, we will help more people than we ever imagined and you might say coach laurie i'm helping plenty of people it's fine how many people do you know in the helping services in ministry in social services that are helping because they want to help people but they're not nice because they're full of self loathing There's so much controversy about this. The Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself. And some people, maybe who have never struggled with self love, say, we just need to love our neighbor more than ourselves. We just need to work on loving our neighbor. But what if it starts with loving ourselves, giving ourselves grace, forgiving ourselves? If you come from childhood abuse, You probably have a lot of shame. And because children's world turns around them, they think they're responsible for all the abuse. They think they caused the things that happened to them. And the statistic is most children do not say anything for 26 years. So if it happened when you're 10, you're in your late 30s. If it happened when you were 15, you're going to be in your early 40s. And you've carried this burden, this shame. And you look in the mirror and you hate what you see because of things that happen to you at no fault of your own. But you're carrying that burden. And the good news is you don't have to. The good news is you can tell your story. The good news is there are people that will believe you. Now, this isn't about blaming. It's not about going back and saying, my parents did this and that. It's about sharing your truth with somebody safe and getting the help, the relief, the grace, all the things you need. And you may say, hey, I'm in my 50s, I'm 60. It's too late. It's never too late. In fact, when you finally tell your story, that story might just be the answer to the next person's prayer. See, we take the step. We get up and walk. We take action. We move towards healing and health. And then we reach a hand back and we bring up the next person by sharing our story, by being part of a support group. It is never too late to re- Invent your life. It is never too late to get the help you need. And if you take anything away from this, it's hope. Get up and walk because other people have done it. And you can hear hundreds of stories to know that this can happen for you too. You are not alone. You don't have to do it alone. You don't have to keep the secret. You don't have to isolate anymore. What it takes is a belief that there is healing and then action because you don't have to do any of this. You don't need to do any of this. You should not do any of this unless you want to be healed and you believe by hearing these stories that it's a possibility and there is hope for you to live the life you were created for. So really the question is, do you want to be healed because you don't have to we do a lot of shooting on ourselves. I should do this I should do that healing is there counselors are available coaches are available I'm a coach I'm a recovery coach there are so many people you can reach out to if you want to be healed but you don't need to it's really in your ball court but it is never too late to get up and walk if you love this podcast here's a big ask Will you share with your friends and family? Subscribe, give us a review and a five-star rating so that others looking to reinvent their lives will be able to get the help they're looking for. Thank you in advance. Have you heard, if not now, when? If not you, then who? Are you being prompted to write a book? To create a podcast, check out Leaving a Legacy at www.coachlaurie.com That's coach dot and let's get started on your second act now. Coach Lori here. I am not anti-aging. I am all about